The scripture lesson this morning I'll share with an abbreviated message will come from the gospel according to John. I'll be reading from the 14th chapter, beginning in verse 23, reading through verse 29 from the Common English Bible. Jesus answered, Whoever loves me will keep my word. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever doesn't love me doesn't keep my words. The word that you hear isn't mine. It is the word of the Father who sent me. I have spoken these things to you while I am with you. The companion, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I give to you not as the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. You have heard me tell you. I am going away and returning to you. If you loved me, you would be happy that I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than me. I have told you before, it happens so that when it happens, you will believe. Here ends the reading of these words. May God grant us wisdom and courage for interpretation. So it's after dinner, here in this scripture lesson, in an upper room, and they're reclining, these disciples probably leaning on one another's chests, their freshly washed feet propped up. They have had Passover dinners before, but none ever like this. So what Jesus hinted at to his followers for years is that he would die. It's finally coming into focus here as we read this story. It's no longer just a strange and confusing rumor. His demise appears imminent. And so the folks gathered in this upper room are a ragtag bunch who left everything to follow Jesus. Some of them were fishermen and tax collectors and carpenters, and now they're followers. They're disciples of Jesus. And now he, the one who they trusted, would be the fulfillment of all their hopes. Now he is telling them again he's about to leave them all by themselves. Now, in our reading, when Jesus explains he is going away, he says, I do not give to you as the world gives. Well, that raises a question. How, then, does the world give? The world gives us simple beauties, sometimes, that are delightful. The full moon on an early evening. The feeling of that special someone's hand in our hand. Some of us this morning are thinking a strong cup of coffee before this day began sounded pretty good after a night of storms. But often the world also gives trouble. The world also brings with it disappointment. The world gives us fleeting relationships with vulnerable people who sometimes hurt us and other times they leave us. We live our lives trying to give ourselves fully in relationships many times only to see our marriages crumble and leaving, leave us feeling bitter and literally alone. We live in a world that sometimes gives famine and other times it gives war. We live in a country that we celebrate the greatness of and yet our country was founded on racism and the notion of white supremacy. We see our siblings of color consistently subjected to the violence of a system that says because of the color of their skin they are still less than someone else. 
We live with the sense that however we try to mend this hurting world, it will never be enough and it will not make a real difference. The world gives us sometimes shattering trauma. The world other times gives us the slow ache of depression. The world gives us the grief of seeing those we love slip away sometimes into addictions. Sometimes they slip away into violence. Other times people we dearly love slip away into death that takes each and every one of us always before our time. Jesus tells his huddled followers that he does not give as the world gives. He does not leave them the way they're used to being left. Instead, he leaves them with peace. He leaves them with the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the spirit of truth that God will send, that will do many things, including teach the disciples everything, as he says here, and reminding them of all that Jesus has taught them. And the spirit, he says, will bring to these disciples a peace that will allow them to perhaps at least a little bit, even if temporarily, untrouble their hearts. Now to a room of people who are about to watch their leader and their teacher be brutally murdered by a violent empire, peace must have sounded so foreign to these disciples at this time. If we're honest, maybe peace sounds a little bit foreign to us in this difficult day in which we live. But this is what Jesus gives them. What on earth could he mean peace? What Jesus has given is a deep peace that no matter however the world looks, we can be confident that love is stronger than hate, that hope is more resilient than fear and despair, and that light can and will and does break through the darkness. My friends, we are Easter people. We are people of the empty tomb, people of resurrection. So do not be afraid. Take heart. The peace given through the Holy Spirit allows us to live out the final commandment Jesus gives to his disciples, which is to love one another just as he has loved us. So in light of the resurrection, in peace the Holy Spirit brings, how then shall we live as people of peace, people of hope? people of Easter hope. What does the courage of Easter look like for those of us willing to follow the way of Jesus? Here's what sometimes Easter courage looks like. Here's what I've seen personally. You have stories, I know as well. You've seen hope. You've seen Easter courage at work. I've seen Black Lives Matter protesters who dare to assert that they too are made equally in the image of God one, a woman named Netta, tweeted during the protests back at Ferguson, Missouri, that she had to leave the protest line working for racial equality to make it back to church to teach Sunday school because she said, you can't forget about the little ones. The courage of Easter people empowers us both to struggle against unjust systems and at the same time to invest in those who will come after us in the next generation, the children. I have seen the residents of the Central Pacific Marshall Islands, a people whose whole country is almost certainly going to be submerged due to global warming driven sea rise levels. Uh, rather than giving in to despair, these islanders have chosen to work for climate justice, loving their ancestors and loving the future generations. These Easter people have insisted, we're not drowning here, 
We are fighting the causes of what we're wrestling with. I have seen a friend's mother donate her kidney to a complete and total stranger. I have seen grandparents step up to the exhausting work of raising children when the children's own parents were not able to. I have seen school teachers and nurses and social workers work every day to ensure that people have dignity and equality and respect just for being human. I have seen a thousand small acts of courage of people taking heart and choosing to have courage when it would be easier to face life with great fear, paralyzing, debilitating fear. Sometimes we too are the disciples gathered in an upper room, just like the story we read a moment ago. Sometimes we too are the disciples who live in a difficult world, often holding on to pain and loss and sadness and trauma. And yet we too are the disciples at the empty tomb. We have the Holy Spirit in us and with us. We have a Spirit of God that is the very presence of God as close to us as our own breath, breathing peace and possibility into us. Even when our hearts are troubled, even when we are afraid, we will be people of courage, Easter courage in this world. So what will that look like? What can we do to make a difference? As Easter people, what acts of courage and faith will we take? Will we love those who are hateful? Will we love those who are difficult to love? Will we stand up and fight for justice? Will we pray for those who persecute us? Will we welcome the stranger when everyone else says, keep them out? Will we listen to the Holy Spirit and dare to follow? How will we live out the commandment to love one another as Christ has loved each and every one of us? I can't answer that question for you, but I'm grateful that we have one another for strength in this journey as Easter people with our Easter courage. Will you pray with me? Oh, Holy Spirit, you were with the frightened disciples in the upper room. You were with the bereaved and traumatized disciples at the foot of the cross. You were with the abandoned disciples through Holy Saturday and with the amazed disciples on Easter Sunday. Be with us now. Help us to receive the peace that Jesus has pointed out that is available to us all. Help us to truly be Easter people in this world. Give us courage to move beyond ourselves. Give us courage to walk in this world and to be fully present and give us courage to love as Christ has loved all. We pray this all in the name of the crucified and risen one. Amen.